Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On the Reviews podcast, where if you want it, review it. My name is DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of movie news, comic news, and even some TV news as well. Today's the 74th episode of the podcast that's happening on September 5th. So in the first segment, it's um, thumbs up, thumbs down. Basically what I do is go over the, the news that's happening in the world um, this past week and give it a thumb up. Thumbs down, thumbs all in the circle and stuff. So, this the first thing that's up is um, Captain Marvel. So, there's been a lot of buzz for Captain Marvel because they just dropped down a a first look that came through Entertainment Weekly, which normally they they do that anyway. Um, for the last couple of like movies, they've gone through Entertainment Weekly and they've actually had like exclusive first looks, um, and there's been always great stuff. So this stuff, this definitely doesn't um, upset you at all. Definitely doesn't disappoint. So you have quite a few images that came out of Captain Marvel, and the first image I see here is basically her with um, the Kree Force. It looks very, very cool. You can see um, Dij, um, Digimon Hansu in the back as well. He's part of the crew, is, and it looks very, very good. And you see uh, Ronan the Accuser. It's kind of crazy to see him there because. Um, the last time we saw him was in the Guardians of the Galaxy Part 1. So it's kind of crazy to see that he's going to be this movie. It's supposed to be like a, a um, not really like a prequel, kind of like a prequel movie. It's more or less happening um, in the 1990s. So it's roughly like 20 or 20 or so years before the events of Infinity War. So it's kind of crazy to see um, all, this, all this is happening and... The images look very, very good. You also see Jude Law, which is playing um, the Captain Marvel character. So it's this, well, the Captain Marvel character before it goes over to um, Brie Lawson. So it's kind of cool to see him there too, playing this role. And and the fact that they got such a great actor to be in this role is definitely a thumbs up for me. So um, you see quite a bit of images um you could also tell it's in the 90s because she has a nine inch nails t-shirt on in one of these images and she's in the shield um hat so it's kind of cool to see her wearing the, the the clothes from the 1990s i know like back when i was in that age did i wear a lot of shirts like that no i think i still wore the same the comic shirts is that's kind of my vibe, my kind of feel and whatnot. So to see her in this, you know, a punk rock kind of look back in the 90s, it's a good feel. It lets you know that they're really doubling down on all the 90s um, attire, all the 90s, you know, flare and glare. So it's kind of cool. The one thing I'm kind of scared of, though, is this image of Samuel L. Jackson and they de-aged him by at least like 20 or 30 years or so. He looks very, very good as one picture, but from what I've heard, he's supposed to be de-aged for majority of the movie, or not even majority, for the whole movie. So I'm kind of curious to see him in that light. And for me, a lot of people have been like praising the whole de-aging process in these last couple movies from Marvel. And for me, it doesn't really do it. Um, Michael Douglas being de-aged in um, the Ant-Man movies... I really didn't like it. It wasn't my cup of tea. And when it did that to Lawrence Fishburne as well in Ant-Man Part 2, I wasn't a fan. So to see that they're going with um, Samuel Jackson for basically all the movie in this DH form, hopefully it's better. Hopefully it looks okay. I feel like um, Marvel's been struggling quite a lot 
with um, the CGI. So seeing this here, this makes me fearful that you're going to see his face and it's going to take you off the movie every time you see him, which is going to be quite often because he's supposed to be in this movie quite a bit. So hopefully it doesn't take me out the movie. Hopefully it's a lot better than Ant-Man and, um, and I'll be okay with that. Hopefully. Who knows? But for now, I'm okay with it. There's a couple other images and also one um, one last image that's for like a, a pre... Not a re, I keep on saying prequel. That's weird. Um, it's like a kind of like a foreshadowing because there's one person called Maria Photon Rambu. Her daughter's supposed to be Monica Rambu, which is supposed to be the Photon character of sorts. So it's kind of cool that they're going to, you know, hit that character there and trying to, you know, make it seem like, all right, we have this plan maybe you might bring her daughter into the MCU in the future. Who knows? So I, I really can't wait for all these, you know, special things that's coming up, especially for phase um, four, five, six, and on so forth. So these pictures here, um, it looks like a, like a, um, like a Top Gun kind of feel, which, which is, which is what you need to do. You need to bring nostalgia to it. You need to really bring, you know, fun, really bring some action to it. So, so far, these pictures look pretty solid. I could, I could say that at least. Um, the last but not least for these, um, Marvel, Captain Marvel pictures, um, is the, the, um, scrolls. So, they look pretty good. Um, even though they have a fence to CGI for these characters, the practical effects for them so far looks pretty solid. Um, they look exactly what you thought, a um, a scroll looked like. Um, I kind of want to see a little bit more green, which I guess they'll touch up on when the movie comes out a little more. So for me, it just looks like um, they're going in the right direction, and that spells nothing but good looks. Um, you don't want to have it where your movie looks very, very awkward or weird from the first looks that comes out of it. So the fact that all these pictures are, are pointing to good directions and everything looks pretty solid. I'm pretty hopeful for this movie. Um, hopefully, you know, things look almost exactly how it look like right now, or even better. I, I'll be very, very happy. So for me, I'll give this a thumbs up just because everything looks very, very solid. The next thing I have here is um, some images of... Carol Danvers' costume. So it's still on Captain Marvel. Um, so they released also an image of how she's going to look like when they fast forward her to the age of, well, the age of Ultron, um, Infinity War. They're going to fast forward her to that age. So she's going to be in this costume. That's pretty accurate to the the comic books. I'm, I'm actually happy to see this. Um, I was kind of laughing in my head because uh, for the the comic books, she has a mohawk, which she doesn't need to have it. It's it's fine. Um, the way how she looks right now looks pretty pretty solid, pretty nice. I actually do like it. Um, the colors, they, they'll grow on me. They really will because her costume looks like how it's supposed to be. So I, I'm perfectly fine with that. There's not much else you could do with it. I, I kind of wish they'd... They made the colors a little more vibrant, which I, I guess you could you could change that in like the post production, because right now it looks like a darkish red, which I'm not really a fan of the dark red. I'd rather be a little more bright and pop a little bit more for me. Um, the blue is fine, cause the blue I don't think you need to pop it too much, cause then you're gonna be a very very big eyesore. So for me, 
seeing this picture, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty excited for Captain Marvel movie. It's supposed to come out next year. It's supposed to really have a lot of greatness to it, just because it's supposed to be coming out before um, Avengers 4. So let's see exactly what comes out of it. Uh, as I said before, I wasn't really happy with the de-agent of Samuel Jackson and hearing that he's going to be like that for the whole movie. But if we have all these other great things, then they could probably um, cover that area and I wouldn't be too disappointed when this whole thing comes out in theaters. So for me, I give her costume, her look, everything about it a thumbs up. The next thing I have here is... Um, Doom Patrol. So, Doom Patrol is just um, cast um, Alan Tudrick. I, I said his name wrong. Um, but you know him from um, quite a bit of movies. One movie that pops up the mind is Serenity. He played the um, Cash character. Um, he played quite a bit other characters. I can't remember all their names right at this point in time. But I do remember from Serenity. Um, he's just an amazing actor. And he's in a lot of voice acting roles as well. So he's being cast as the villain, or possibly the main villain, who knows? He could probably be one of the main villains, but the character's name is called Mr. Nobody. So Mr. Nobody's character and his powers is that he could um, drain the sanity from you, basically. So that sounds kind of cool, sounds kind of crazy. It sounds like um, the the Marvel villain um, from Jessica Jones. That sounds like that Mr. Purple, um, the Purple Man, sorry. Um, so it sounds like that kind of character, which for me, if they go that route, I'm perfectly fine because that character is good and uh, Doom Patrol itself, this seems like it's, it's going to be out there. It's going to be kind of wacky and crazy. So I'll, I'll love to see more from this TV show. And because it's on the DC streaming service, I, I'm, I can't wait to see a little bit more and possibly even the trailer just to see how everything flows together. So for me, this one's a thumbs up. Just because you get such a great actor playing these roles, that most likely means that your 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 properties be good. Sometimes you can't help but you know have great actors and poor properties. But for me, so far, what I've seen from this TV show and their casting, they're doing quite well. Uh, which leads me to. Um, the set images for this whole TV show. So recently they get us some set images for Doom Patrol and it looks kind of solid. Um, the pictures they have here is basically all the characters in like walking form of sorts. Not really action, but Mr. Robot Man um, looks pretty cool. And he's voiced by um, Brendan Fraser. And everyone else looks pretty solid. Elastic Elast- Elast- woman or last the girl last woman i believe her name is um looks very good as well there's not much in these set photos just because i feel like there's going to be quite a bit of cgi um but from what these shown so far it looks like a, a cool little um tv show that will be uh, i can see it being one of the properties where it's going to really make you think quite a bit but at the same time will really entertain you just because it's just a new property and it can have the the feeling and vibe of the Guardians of the Galaxy but in TV form which if it goes that route that's going to be a good route because it's because Guardians of the Galaxy was a good little small hit or I can't say small pretty big hit um, so it was wacky it was fun and 
if you bring that to a TV universe, you might spell, you might, um, you might have a greatness on your, on your hands, basically. So I, I can't wait to see more. I give it a th- three quarters up just because there's not much to do with the pictures except for like a couple walk-in um, pictures. So for me, it didn't do too much, but at the same time, just seeing these photos and it doesn't look horrible is definitely a plus. I can mention this. When I saw the the pictures for the uh, Titans um, TV show, I wasn't exactly happy because everyone looked kind of weird, and this is totally different. For Doom Patrol, everything looks pretty awesome. It looks pretty sweet, and I really can't wait to see more from Doom Patrol. Hopefully, they have like a, a, a trailer or two that could pop up very, very soon, because I know this is supposed to premiere next year as well. So, hopefully to have, like, a, a trailer so we can see exactly what happens with these characters. And hopefully there's a good enough CGI where it doesn't look too crazy. But at the same time, it will, you know, excite me. The next thing I have here is some information from Norman Reedus. And you know him from playing Darrow for The Walking Dead and also playing um, Scud in Blade 2. So he really wants to either be um, either Ghost Rider or a Silver Surfer. So for me, when I think about this, it's definitely a, a right step, right direction. Will I say Silver Surfer? Probably not, just because I, I see someone else playing that. But for Ghost Rider, I could see him being Ghost Rider. Um, that character rides on a motorcycle, is a um, very, you know, badass character. Uh, I could see him playing that role. He plays that role kind of right now in The Walking Dead. So I could see him transferring over that role quite seamlessly and just give him this one aspect of, you know, sign himself to the devil, whatever have you, and being um, that kind of character. I, I could see that happening quite well. The go- the Silver Surfer one, it's I can't really see it off the top of my head. And when I envision it, I don't really see his character. This, from what he played so far, that doesn't spell something that I want to see him in. Um, it it will be a great thing if he you know want to stretch his range of sorts. But for me, if I want to find like the right fit for certain people, then the fit for him will be Ghost Rider. And if he plays that role, I can see him doing great things with a role. And some folks could say that if he plays a role, that folks won't be able to get Dara out their heads because it'll be kind of like the same kind of um, person. For me, that could be true, possibly. But if you change a few things and make him seem a little different, he could pull it off quite well. And you won't think of Daryl too much, but it's going to be the thing that happens. Even if you play a Silver Surfer, you're still going to think of Daryl in Silver Costume. So it just... It is picking the the lesser two evil, which will be the Ghost Rider one. And at least you see him in that kind of role and have supernatural powers, which will be very, very cool to see him have. So you can keep the same kind of look and keep the same, you know, kind of vibe that Daryl has, but just, you know, have those superpowers. That'd be kind of that'd be kind of dope, to be honest. For me, that's definitely a a thumbs up for real. The next thing I have here is um, a live-action 
Captain America, Captain America, Captain Planet um, script is is kind of out there and works. Um, and the person who's doing the script is saying that the movie's going to be more of a, you know, dark and irreverent movie, um, which for me feels like it it could be a good vibe. But at the same time, I'm not completely sure just because when when you say those kind of things, it, it makes me it makes me fearful of it just because it's won't. It won't be. It won't take itself seriously, but at the same time, it's gonna be semi campy. So when I think about that, dark and campy, it just it kind of throws it off. Like I'd rather you be cheery and campy, cause that's how the TV show was. And for me, if you follow the TV show kind of how it was, then you're perfectly fine. A lot of people love it, especially now these days when you know environmentalism is one of the one of the top things out there. You could work on that and keep it going and don't have to go too dark or too, you know, um, slapstick with it. Just make it where it hits home and lets you know that, all right, we need to really work on this planet and even do like a, a infomercial of sorts. Like I, I don't want it to go the route of Sharknado because that will be very, very bad. I, I know Sharknado has had six movies so far for it. And I don't know how those got made, but I, I'm guessing because, you know, folks really badly want to see a Sharknado. Yeah, Sharknado. But if you have it where Captain Plan is done well, you could get a little franchise on your hands. Um, there's quite a bit of um, undertones with Captain Planet and it could it could spell quite, quite good. It really can. Um, I could see quite a bit of um, spinoffs for it. I can see quite a bit of um, things happening in the movie. You can make it like a two-part movie. You can make it like a three-part movie. It depends on what you want to do with it because, you know, those powers are pretty decent, pretty nice, and the lore behind it all will be kind of kind of cool to see on screen. I'm not sure how Captain Planet looked like. Just because the whole green hair thing, it might look a little weird, but at the same time... The premise is very, very good, and I can see quite a bit of money coming out of this whole thing. So for me, hearing what the screenwriter is saying for this movie, I give it a thumbs middle just because his his thoughts and process on it just makes me fearful for this whole project in, in, in general. Uh, I don't want to see anything dark. I don't want to see anything that doesn't take itself seriously, even just a little bit. If it's just gonna go dark and very very campy, it just feels like it's gonna it's gonna sully the name of Captain Planet, and you're not gonna really take anything that comes out with seriously at all. Which you know, environmentalism is a very serious thing, and I, and if you come off campy but also light, then I feel that it plays nicely to the Captain Planet world. So that, that's what I think about that one. Um. So the next thing I have here is a, a very interesting thing, which I'm not sure the validity of this whole thing. It could possibly be true. It might not. Who knows? But there is a movie in development by Michael Bay and Ryan Reynolds, and it's supposed to be coming through the Netflix property. 
Um, it's supposed to be six underground, but there's been stories and rumors and hints and other stuff that it might be a Thundercats movie. Yeah, Thundercats. Uh, Thundercats. Ho. So I'm not, I'm not really sure. Um, it'd be kind of cool. I'll be kind of happy. I'll be kind of happy if it does turn out to be a Thundercats movie, but I'm not really sure just because there's been a lot of rumors, a lot of um, things been thrown out. The, the premise for the movie sounds kind of weird and not really sure about it. It is one of those things where it could potentially be the movie. And the one thing that leads it to being the movie potentially is that the budget for it is supposed to be $150 million, which that's a lot of money for a movie, especially, you know, one that's not supposed to be Thundercats, but something that's very, very similar to the premise of, well, not really similar, like, it's it's a premise that it feels kind of weird, but at the same time, it 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 has a lot of a lot of hints and clues that could be potentially um, Thundercats. Yeah, this is one of the things. Um, so Ryan Reynolds, um, when he joined the project, he mentioned that the script was supposed to revolve around six billionaires who fake their deaths and then form a team to battle evil. So when you hear about that and you think about it, it's like, hmm, potentially it could be, but for Thundercats, that's not how the story went. So that's the one thing that draws you away from, it might not be Thundercats, but at the same time, it could be, potentially. Um, Michael Bay was attached to Thundercats back in 2012. So this could be, it's, and that was with Warner Brothers. So this could be potentially the movie that is Thundercats. It's quite a bit of things that's, that pops up and it reminds you of Thundercats. And just hearing that premise alone, would you think they'll pay that much, 150 mil as a budget to do that kind of movie? I don't know. But if it was a Thundercats movie, I could see why they would do it. Just because they've also planned to do this movie and keep it to like a franchise kind of thing. So that makes you even think even more that it could potentially be a, a Thundercats movie. So if it is, yay, and not yay, kind of. One of the things that kind of confused me is this Michael Bay just being attached to it. Michael Bay is cool, but I'm not a, a particular fan of his movies. Like for the action, yes, but for story, it feels like he can do it because he did the same thing with um, Transformers, and he could definitely push out a ton of them and make it where, you know, the properties will make a, a ton of money. But I have a feeling that if it is Thundercats, that the story will lack and it might not be good at all, but it could make a lot of movie, m- movie, a lot of money. So that, that's my apprehension on this whole thing. So this story alone, I give it a thumbs middle just because of those, those pieces alone. Michael Bay being attached to direct this whole thing, the fact that it, it could potentially be Thundercats, but we do, we don't know exactly right now, and it it's feel kind of weird. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing Thundercats as long as you bring the proper director and keep the story semi true to the the source material. 
And don't go too far off, because I feel like with Michael Bay, he's going to want a lot of action and a lot of explosions, which doesn't really happen in Thundercats at all. So it just, ho- hopefully that's not the thing. Hopefully it's not. The next thing I have here is two trailers. Um, the first one being for Instant Family. So this one is starring Mark Warburg, which is kind of cool. Um, he's going to other movies. That's, that's a nice thing. Um, but I feel that for his character, it feels like he's playing almost the same character in each one. This, there's not much range in this character that comes out. So he's um, going to be standing next to Rose Byrne. So they're going to be doing a adoption movie of sorts. So it's based on a true story. It's um, these, this couple here adopts a teenage daughter that has um, two siblings. So it looks like a cool movie. I'm not exactly sure with this whole movie. I give it a thumbs middle just because there's times where it was funny and times where it almost was heartwarming. But for me, it feels like it's going to hit those same tropes of, oh, wacky stuff happens and wacky stuff ensues. And then eventually become a, a big fam that love each other. It just feels like it's going to hit every single plot point of a, you know, a drama slash, you know, we need to try adoption and it's going to work at the end, which sometimes it does work. And for me, if they did this property, I would have really loved it if they failed because then that's not the norm. And I like seeing things that transcend the norm of movies and make it to where you keep on guessing. It's like, oh, I didn't expect to see that happen. And that, for me, will definitely spell greatness. But this one just feels like it's going to be this instant bore. <laughs> Play on the, on the, um, the title of the, the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the next one I have here is um, The Front Runner. So this one is with... Um, Jack Hugh Jackman, Jackman Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackman. So he's playing um, the Hugh Grant. No, Hugh Grant. Nope, wrong name. Um, he's playing um, Garvey Hart, the Gary Hart. Sorry, Gary Hart. Yeah, wow. Kept on messing the name up. But yes, Gary Hart. He's playing um, that person that he was um, a potential pre- presidential candidate back in 1988. So. It was a crazy trailer. It made me think of, you know, why certain things happen now these days. And and the fact that we had this whole thing happen with Trump and all that other stuff. This is probably the perfect time to put out this movie. That's because it deals with a lot of controversy. And you could really see what's happening in today's world and how it reflects of how paparazzi and how different outside forces can affect a presidential candidate and what exactly is going to happen there. So for this trailer here, I actually, I actually do like it. Um, it was fun. I, I, I wish that they potentially would got someone else to play as the lead role. Unfortunately, I feel like Hugh Jackman was probably not the best person to play for this character just because he doesn't transform as nicely as he does in other roles. Other roles, he just transforms, and you don't see Hugh Jackman at all. You see this character he plays. This one, it feels like he's playing Hugh Jackman, so it, just, it feels kind of weird on that one. I wish they potentially got someone else or even have him play this character differently. Still yet, I give it a thumbs up just because the 
the movie itself feels like it's something that I wouldn't mind seeing, and it would bring quite a bit of, you know, thought process and, and enjoyment to the movie. I can see that, yes. Even, even though he looks like Hugh Jackman is playing this other character, I can still say thumbs up just because, you know, it just feels a little better than what it's lead to be, kind of. So, yeah, that's that's it from, from me on that trailer aspect there. So, um, the next thing I have here is come to theaters. We're finally here. Come to theaters. So, every week, basically, um, there's a few movies that come out in the movie theater, and I rank them from interesting to I'll pass. Um, so, if you go on the actual link, you'll see all the trailers for each of the three movies I'm about to go through now. So, the first movie is The Nun. So, this one is supposed to be a horror movie, and boy, is it scary. Um, I saw the trailer for it in front of quite a few movies I've seen this past week and previous weeks, and yes, it scared the crap out of me. I I couldn't do it. Um, I don't like scary movies in general, but this movie feels super scary. Um, So, that's why I gave it a barely interested rating, just because it looks like it's going to be very, very good. And it's supposed to scare you, so it, it's doing its job. But for me, I, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I know I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I know I'm, I'm going to skip the whole movie. I'm probably going to look it up on, on Wikipedia or IMDb and say, all right, this was happening here, and I'm not going to even try to even do it. So for me, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm barely interested in it. I would watch it if it was like in my house, with all the lights on in the middle of the day with no one behind me or side me or anyone else near me at all with every single light on in the house, I would watch it then. And then try not to sleep for a good, good long while. So yeah, I'll do that. So for me, just because it is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing, which is scare you, I'm going to give you interested. Um, but barely just because I don't want to see it. But yeah. The next thing I have here is um, God Bless the Broken Road. So this movie, it, it feels a little weird. It's It feels like the, the cliche, generic um, Christian movie, which I, I, I watch all movies, and this one feels very, very generic. From the trailer alone, I didn't really feel anything from it. It felels like it hit a lot of beat points that... Um, a lot of these movies do hit. It's like, okay, something bad happens in your life, and then you turn to Christ, which is like, it's fine. That's, that's cool with me. Um, but you have to have something where there's more than just that in the movie. And I feel like that's all it did. And it's like the person lost faith, and then it's like, oh, people around them try to get their faith back. So it's like, uh, okay, that's fine. It just, it just feels cliche, and it feels horrible. There's no real tension, no real... Um, story that drives behind the whole thing. It just feels like I watched a born trailer, and that's why I give it a hard pass. I, I should give it a very hard pass, just because I feel like if you watch this movie, even if you go to church quite often, you'll see it and you'll think it's okay, but you're not going to be touched too hard by it. Because when it comes down to it, it feels very, very, very bland. It just it doesn't speak to anyone for for the most part, except for you know that community I just mentioned. But even then, there's not much behind it. This, it. It feels like they should have done some something more with it. They should have added a, a different 
scene, different kind of feel, different kind of vibe, or or even possibly, you know, something that really hits you to the common core, which I, I don't think it does. It just, it feels like it tried, but it, it failed in trying. So for me, it's a hard pass. The next movie here is a movie that I am really interested in seeing. It's Peppermint, and that is starring um, Jennifer Gardner. And yeah, it looks very, very good. It's basically, um, the premise is basically um, the mother has her family killed by these gangsters, and it seems like everyone's trying to cover it up. So instead of, you know, letting it, it pass, she goes out and handles justice herself. So it feels like it's like a female version of The Punisher, which I'm all for it. And Jennifer Garner is amazing actress. I can't wait to see this movie. It's just, from the first trailer when it played, it hooked me. And I was like, oh, I got to see this. She looks very, very cool. She's kicking butt. I wouldn't mind going seeing what exactly happens and and how everything goes from point A to point B. So for me, I'm super interested in this movie. Um, it looks very, very good. I can't explain to more. When I mention this to anyone, I said Peppermint. And I mentioned Jennifer Gardner's in it. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that movie. And I'm like, yes, let's go see this movie because it looks very, very good. Um, Female Punisher, I am totally for it. I really am. So um, that's all I have for this episode. Um, You can find us on all social medias. On Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes at Bring On Reviews. You can find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews. No, the not one. You can use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any comments, personal reviews, and suggestions you might have. You can even visit the website, which is BringOnReviews.com, for any movie reviews and even this podcast as well. If you love watching TV shows, enjoy watching movies. Therefore, you should definitely put your voice out there and start writing some reviews. If you want to write for reviews for this website, please email me at info at bringonreviews.com and use the subject line, I want to join the review team. Um, besides that, you can also send in any questions and inquiries you might have to that same email address as well. Do find me on social media, on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at DwightAntC, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Or if you want to email me directly, you can email me at dc at bringonorreviews.com. And we'll catch your reviewers next time.